Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my Property Mastermind Mentorship. Hello, and welcome to episode number 17 of the Property Magic Podcast in which I'm going to share with you how to diversify your investments to spread the risk. Now, we all know that it's a good idea to diversify your investments. However, this needs to be balanced with focusing on one investment asset at a time to avoid getting distracted by shiny pennies. So in this episode, I want to share with you my personal investing strategy and how I've been able to successfully diversify my investments over the last 25 years. Now, the main asset classes, obviously, are property, business and the stock market. When I first started investing in property back in 1995, I did it very slowly, very much as a hobby or a side activity. One of my biggest regrets in property investing journey so far is not really going for it and buying a lot more property a lot quicker. But at the time, I just did not know how profitable property could be. I didn't know what I was doing and I was doing it very much on my own because there was no trainee, no property networking events, no property magazines, no webinars, no podcasts like this or even YouTube videos. In fact, the Internet was only just becoming popular. But it's not like that now. There's so much information available. I'm sure it can be overwhelming to people who are new to investing. The problem I see many investors face is what we call the shiny penny syndrome. They hear about a strategy on a webinar or in an article at which they start to implement. But then they hear about a different strategy, which sounds exciting, very profitable and less effort. And let's be honest, most people are lazy. They want to get the easy, quick route. Now, maybe they're not quite getting the results they want from this first strategy as quickly as they thought they would. So they drop that in favor of this new, exciting strategy. And after a while, they hear about a new, different strategy. And so the cycle repeats again and people never quite get the results they deserve. Now, this is actually why I run my three day advanced mastermind accelerator program. And this is a residential course on which I teach all of the strategies from my 12 month property mastermind program. So that by the end of it, you can identify exactly which strategy resonates with you And then you know what to start with. And we have some people who are completely new to property and people who've been investing for 10, 15 years, but they just want to update on the latest strategies and they can decide which one is the best one for them to go with. Now, once you find the right strategy for you, and that based on the time you have, your resources, your creativity, then you need to focus. And a great abbreviation for focus is follow one strategy until successful. You should master one strategy before getting distracted by another. Now, you can still diversify within that strategy to spread the risk. So let me give you an example. Instead of having all your properties in just one location or one particular type of tenant, you could mix it up. So let's say you've got a student HMO in one location close to the local university, which is obviously very important when you have student accommodation. And you might have other HMOs for a different type of tenant, such as young professionals or workers in a different part of the city or even in a different city or town. 
Now, in case something happens to the supply or demand for one of those groups of tenants, then you don't have all of your eggs in one basket, so to speak. You know, I get really concerned when I hear about people who've got all their portfolio in a strategy called serviced accommodation. Now, serviced accommodation, don't get me wrong, it's a great strategy. It can be very profitable when done correctly. Basically, you have a property that you rent out very short term. You rent it out through Airbnb or Hotel.com. And because it's a short term contract, you get a very high rent. Now, those kind of properties, they're not occupied all the time. Typically, you want to aim for about a 70% occupancy, but they can be very profitable. You might use a one or two bedroom apartment and you're going to make a lot more money doing that than you would as a single let. However, my concern here is that at some point it's going to become regulated and that could cause some issues. You see, unlike HMOs, houses of multiple occupation, which are highly regulated in the UK, so at least you know where you stand, Service accommodation is completely unregulated. And frankly, it's a bit like the Wild West at the moment. Now, there are some very professional operators, but there are lots of investors who are making massive mistakes. And when regulation comes, which I know it will, I fear that some people could be put out of business overnight. Thus, the need for diversification. So even if you're doing really, really well with one strategy, making lots of money, I urge you to look at some way of diversifying to spread the risk. Now, on a side note, if you do want to get involved in service accommodation uh, and do it properly, then I can highly recommend Your Property Network magazine. They have a service called Total SA, and it's a monthly online mentoring program, which is a very low cost, gives you the knowledge and support you need. I'll make sure there's a link in the show notes for you. Now, once you've asset, uh, once you've mastered one asset class, i.e. property, you should think about some of the other investment assets. Now, in the early 2000s, I got very excited about investing in the stock market. I went to Tony Robbins Wealth Mastery at the beginning of my personal development journey. And following on from that, I went to a number of stock market training courses. Now, I was actually doing quite well. I was making money and I was losing some money as well. But overall, I was making money. The only problem was that I found I needed to put a lot of time into stocks and shares, way more than I really wanted to. If I looked at the time I spent with my property, where you put some upfront time, but once you've got the property, you can pretty much work once and get paid forever by getting other people to manage for you. I found, by contrast, that stocks and shares needed me to spend way too much time in front of a computer every day. That was the particular strategy I was using at that time. Now, it worked, but I didn't want to spend all my time in front of a computer. So in 2003, I decided to focus 100% on property. Now, I've done very well from that decision to focus. Uh, But you know what? My financial advisor several years ago said to me, Simon, you've been very successful in property, but I'm concerned you've got too many assets in that one particular class. You should look at some other assets. And I think it's important to listen to professionals and take their advice. So that's what I've been doing. Now, interestingly, a couple of years ago, I got back into stock market investing because one of my property mastermind graduates, a gentleman called Jeremy Downing, is a genuine expert in that area. And Jeremy has a strategy that he teaches people where you can make between one and one and a half percent per month. So that's 12 to 18 percent per year from the stock market 
in as little as five minutes a day. And there's very little downside. Now, this really appeals to me because I'm busy doing what I want to do. And I don't want to spend all my time in front of a computer screen watching the stock market, which is very time consuming and can also be very stressful. So I love the idea of putting in just five minutes a day. When I say five minutes, usually it's a couple of minutes. Occasion might be five minutes. And then when you place a trade, it's no time for the rest of the month. And it's a great way of getting a good return on my money. Now, making money from businesses is the other main asset class. Now, once I got my property, property, can we edit that, please, Aaron? Once I got my property portfolio cash flowing, giving me more than enough to cover my living expenses, I've had time and freedom to do what I wanted to do. And that's when I set up my property training business. Um, I don't really need to make any money in that business because the income from my property was more than enough to support me. However, over time, I've grown that property business and that was a very substantial business. And if you've been to one of our property investor network meetings all over the UK, or if you've attended one of my training seminars, as thousands of people have, you'll realize this is a substantial business. Now, although this particular business is very time consuming for me because I'm the one doing the training, I don't really mind because that's what I'm passionate about. Um, it does take a lot of my time, but, you know, that's how I want to spend my time. And I think sometimes people say to me, Simon, if you've got all this property. Why do you bother training people? Well, you need to listen very carefully to this. For me, property investing is just a vehicle. And for most people, it's just a vehicle for them to give them the income they need to allow them the time to spend what they really want to do. If you look back on previous podcasts, I think one of the very early ones, I asked you to think about what would you do if you didn't have to work for a living? How would you spend your time? And it's important to have clarity on that and hold that as a vision because that will motivate you to take action and do the things you need to do to build your portfolio and to build your income. Because once you have that income coming in, it really is very liberating to decide how you spend your time. So I realized that if I wanted to have some businesses, uh, more businesses, I needed to set them up in a way where I wasn't the main person running the business. Now, this was a very important distinction for me because this means you can scale up your businesses. Now, I can grow my property training business and we've been doing that very successfully, but really it's very dependent on me. So this is exactly what I did, getting other people involved running the business when I set up Crowd Property. I deliberately put together a team that was not dependent upon me. Now, the idea for crowd property came to me when I spotted two problems in the market. And as an entrepreneur, that's what we do. We look for opportunity where there's a problem that we can solve. So first of all, there were people with great development projects who are struggling to get funding from banks because banks don't really understand property development or investing. And secondly, there are also people with money in the bank frustrated about the very low returns they were getting. Ultimately, if you've got money in the bank right now in the UK, you're actually losing money every single day because the rate of inflation is higher than the interest you're getting. What that means is at the end of the year, you've got less buying power for that money. So a lot of people are very ups upset and frustrated with that. Now, I realized I could solve both of these problems by creating an online platform that facilitates loans between property professionals and everyday investors. 
Now, the platform takes care of all the legislation, all the legal paperwork and everything required. It's an FCA, Financial Conduct Authority, regulated business and has now become a multi-million pound business. And I'm really not that involved. I've got a great team running it and growing the business for me. So if you want to diversify, you can maybe set up a business where you're not that involved. Another idea is investing in other people's businesses. Now, I'm always getting approached by people who want me to invest in their businesses. Now, some of them are great ideas and some of them are not good ideas, but I can't invest in all of them. However, I do tend to invest in ideas where I'm not only putting in capital that the business needs, but I'm also adding some expertise, some mentoring and some guidance and ideally the ability for me to promote that business through my extensive network. This is a real win-win for everyone because I can help grow that business and also for the owners because they get far more than just a cash injection. I've also found that I love mentoring business owners to help grow their business. Having had my own businesses for about the last 20 years in lots of different industries, I find I can give them a real perspective and often see the problems that they can't see because they're so stuck in the depth of it. So this also gives me a chance to look under the bonnet, so to speak, and see if I want to invest in that company. Now, I like Jeremy Downing's business so much, I've actually purchased it and incorporated it into my training business. Now, I'm not an expert on the stock market and I don't particularly want to train that, but Jeremy is a real expert and he loves doing it. So he's now part of my business and you can find out more about that at www.jeremymethod.com. Now, even better when investing in other people's businesses, thanks to the Government Enterprise Investment Scheme, EIS, and Seed Enterprise Investment Scheme, SEIS, you can invest in other people's businesses and get very generous tax reliefs. Now, anyone who is a property investor who's making good income from property and also has the occasional capital gains liability selling a property should really look at this. However, a word of caution here, this is funding for new startup businesses and it's also very risky. Most new businesses don't make it. But then again, if you diversify your investment through a number of different companies, you're spreading the risk. And you must always do your research to check that the company has a great product or service, there's a good size market that needs that product or service, and the right team is in place to make sure you can deliver the business plan. And then you can have a real winner. Now, this is how I first raised money for crowd property. I put some of my own money in, but I also sold shares in the business to people I knew to raise an initial £150,000 under SEIS. Now, we've since sold more shares and raised almost £2 million to help the growth of the business. And the last raise we did was in March 2019, when our business was valued at £15.7 million. So all of our shareholders have done very well on paper. And my team plan to massively grow this business over the next five years. Now, just in case you've suddenly got really excited and you're investing in property and think, hey, maybe I can bring other investors in to my property business and make it a seed EIS or an EIS and give them tax relief. Unfortunately, 
property businesses are not allowed in that scheme. However, many other businesses are. So I do want you to think about that and look at it because if you've got income tax you're paying and capital gains tax, it might be a very good way to minimize that tax and also diversify your investments. I do hope this particular podcast has stimulated your thinking about how you can diversify, not only within your property portfolio, but also in other asset classes. But please do remember to focus on one thing at a time. Master that before you move on to the next. Now, in the next episode of the Property Magic podcast, I'm going to share with you some of my negotiation secrets that will save you thousands of pounds off the next property you purchase and every single property after that. And finally, I'd like to ask you a favor. If you found this and the other podcasts useful, I would really appreciate it if you can give me a five star review from wherever you downloaded it from and say specifically what you liked from the podcast so that other people can see how they can benefit from also listening to the Property Magic podcast. So until next episode, that's it from me. And to remember to always invest with knowledge, invest with skill. Thanks for listening to the Property Magic podcast. To get this week's show notes, please visit www.propertymagicbook.co.uk forward slash podcast. You can contact me on LinkedIn. You can follow me on social media. And I highly recommend you subscribe to my YouTube channel to watch loads of valuable property training for free. All of the details are in the show notes. Until next time, invest with knowledge, invest with skill.